We have different types of expectations on the behavior of our kids based on the type of environment that we take them into. Perhaps you feel at ease when you pull into a playground and your kids can just jump out and run and yell and play. But what if you have to take them to a department store to make a bunch of returns or an upscale restaurant for grandma's 90th birthday dinner? Sometimes we have to take kids into environments that challenge both them and us. And in these situations, I find it helpful to use what I call prep talks. Prep talks are short talks that you give in advance or in preparation to lay out your expectations for behavior before entering into the potentially challenging environment. I'm going to be sharing more examples of this today. Hi, this is Danae. I'm the founder of Simple Families. Simple Families is an online community for parents who are seeking a simpler, more intentional life. In this show, we focus on minimalism with kids, positive parenting, family wellness, and decreasing the mental load. My perspectives are based in my firsthand experience raising kids, but also rooted in my PhD in child development. So you're going to hear conversations that are based in research, but more importantly, real life. Thanks for joining us. Hi there, and thanks so much for tuning in. I want to thank PrepDish for sponsoring today's episode. PrepDish is a meal planning service, and it is one that has helped my family find more balance and predictability and rhythm when it comes to mealtime at home. With PrepDish, you get a weekly email, and in that email, you get a PDF that comes in three parts. The first part is your grocery list, so you know what to buy. I usually click and order these things right straight off the list and pick up my groceries. The second part is prep day. You set aside a day to prepare the ingredients that are going to be needed for the week. I find this really helpful because I'm able to schedule a time that my husband can help me and we can do it together since he's not usually available during the week when I'm getting the meals on the table. And the third part is the final steps on dish day to actually get the meal on the table, which usually only takes about 15 minutes. I encourage you to give it a try. Go to preptish.com forward slash families to get two weeks free. Again, that's preptish.com forward slash families. I do want to give you a heads up that I'm going to be doing a special offer for the Simple Families Foundations program right after Christmas. So if you're looking to simplify your life in 2021, then I would love to have you on this proven roadmap with me. So file that away in your brain. The special offer will start the day after Christmas and expire on January 1st. All right, prep talks. A short talk in advance or in preparation for taking your kid into a circumstance or environment that has the potential to be challenging. Here's an example. We get out of the car, ready to go into the doctor's office. Here's what I say. We're going into the doctor's office and we have to sit in chairs and wait. It might feel really hard to wait, but I bet they're going to have some books or magazines that we can look at together. It's really important that you keep your bottom glued down to the chair If you need to get up and stretch or take a walk outside, let me know when we can do that. A prep talk is an example of being proactive rather than reactive when it comes to your kid's behavior. It only takes a minute or two, and it's really simple. And here's why it's successful. When you give your kid a prep talk, which you're probably already doing in some situations, you're laying out the expectation for yourself as a parent and for your kids. When you say those behavioral expectations aloud, you can assess if your expectations are really appropriate for your kid. Notice I said your kid, 
not for the typical age of your child, just because your neighbor's five-year-old can sit quietly in the waiting room at the doctor's office for 30 minutes doesn't mean that your kid can. We have to set expectations for behavior for the child that we have right in front of us. And that also means gauging your child at that moment. Keeping in mind, did your child eat and sleep and move well today? Because this also impacts their capacity to behave in the way that you need them to. The truth is that we often have arbitrary, vague expectations of our kids' behavior. We don't really think about their behavior until they're doing something quote-unquote bad. We're often just kind of winging it until things fall apart. And then when that happens, we get angry and we start throwing around empty threats. If you don't sit down and be quiet, I'm going to take you to the car. If you don't behave, I'll take away your screen time. This actually happened to me just last week. We've decided that this year we're going to teach our kids how to ski. It's an outdoor activity and we can easily socially distance. So it seems like good timing. Now, let me tell you that I ski the same way that I drive. I'm basically just trying to stay alive. I'm anxious, my shoulders are tense, and I'm hyper alert almost the whole time. You might be wondering, why am I going to try to teach my kids to ski then? (laughs) So it's actually my husband's dream. My dream, which I've talked about recently, is bike touring and getting family tandem bikes. And we did that recently. And my husband's dream is to ski as a family. Many of you know that we recently sold our house this year and downsized in a big way. And one of our goals with Living Smaller is to enable us to play bigger and to do things like this that we've really always wanted to do with our kids. So I'm doing this for my family. I'm praying that I'm going to have at least one child that is going to delight in the greens and the blues and ski slow and carefully with me. And then I'm going to send the other kid with my husband. I digress. So I'm telling you this because I had to take my kids into a ski shop last week to rent skis for the season. And it was a train wreck, for lack of better words, kind of like my skiing. I was basically just trying to stay alive. It was this slow downward spiral out of control. Actually, it wasn't so slow. It was kind of a fast downward spiral out of control. I'm sure you've all felt like that about your kid's behavior at some point in time. So I didn't do a prep talk and it showed. The thing is that my kids have never been in a ski shop before and it was, no surprise, highly stimulating, crowded and novel. Everything was new to them. Not to mention there's a certain energy and excitement in a ski shop at the beginning of the season with people who have been waiting months and months for the first snow. So highly stimulating, novel, crowded, terrible combination for 2020 when you have to be hyper vigilant about making sure that your kids aren't touching things or getting into other people's personal space. Now, I wish I would have done things differently. I wish, first of all, that I would have brought my husband so that he could have taken the kids to the car after we got them measured, and then I could have taken care of the rest. There were mountains of paperwork to fill out. And I also wish that I would have called ahead so that I could have filled out the paperwork in advance so that I didn't have to sit there filling out a million forms while my kids were rolling around on the floor. I was cringing, and they were attempting to touch every single thing in the entire store. But most of all, I wish that I would have given them a prep talk. And if I had, this is what it would have looked like in the parking lot before going into the store. Hey guys, we're going into a ski shop. It's going to be really exciting. They're going to measure your feet and your height to see what type of skis and boots that you need. 
There's going to be a lot of colorful new things to look at and touch, but it's important that you keep your bottom glued to your seat and your hands down by your sides. Because of the virus, we have to make sure we aren't touching things that aren't ours. We also have to make sure that we aren't getting too close to other people. I know it's going to be hard. I think this would be a really fun place to play I Spy or maybe even take some photos of your favorite skis and snowboards. Okay, so listen to what I did there in that example of the prep talk. First of all, I explained exactly what I needed them to do. I told them specifically I need to sit with their bottoms glued to the chair and their hands down to their sides. Notice I didn't say be good or behave. I specifically told them how I needed them to keep their bodies. And I also gave myself a reality check. I mentally and verbally acknowledged that these behavior expectations were going to be hard because of the exciting energy in the room, because there's so much cool stuff in there. This in and of itself was going to be a big ask of my kids. And I needed to remind myself of that. It might have been asking them to do something that they weren't even capable of. And lastly, what I did was I quickly brainstormed some simple ideas. On the fly, I came up with some ideas that I could initiate when things started to go south, when they started to struggle with sitting. This was also giving me a reality check that I would probably need to engage them more purposefully with I spy or pointing out our favorite products rather than just telling them to sit down, hold still and be quiet because just giving those demands probably wouldn't be enough in this situation. So hindsight is twenty twenty. I didn't do any of those things. I didn't give a prep talk. I didn't come up with any smart ideas to engage them. I just kind of panicked and I filled out the paperwork a million miles an hour and I ran out of there as fast as humanly possible after my kids bumped into the plexiglass for the hundredth time. So there's no guarantees that even if I had given them a prep talk, it would have gone swimmingly but I do think it would have helped. And even if they didn't sit there with their butts glued to the chair, I would have been emotionally and psychologically prepared for what I needed to do and for what it was really fair for me to ask them to do. Being a kid isn't easy because they have this natural curiosity that drives them to explore and to learn. And usually we love that about our kids, but sometimes it can make behavior feel difficult. Whenever we have to take our kids into a high expectation kind of environment, it's good to get them moving first. Definitely take them to a playground to run off some energy before taking them to sit down at grandma's fancy 90th birthday party. That natural curiosity and need for movement makes integrating small children into adult life kind of tricky. We're asking them to do a lot of code switching. Code switching is when we adjust our speech and our language and behavior and appearance based on the environment and the people that we're surrounded by. Code switching is a natural part of socialization that we do as adults without any thought. Just like you talk and act differently with your brother than you do your boss. As a kid, you probably spoke and carried yourself differently with the school principal than you did with your best friend. Some kids pick up on social cues very well and they can preemptively adjust behaviors without a prep talk. These kids code switch easily. But many, or maybe most kids, are still acquiring this skill as they're being socialized. Therefore, prep talks can come in really handy, especially this year, because environments that we previously could relax in and let our guard down a little bit now demand a much more intense level of hypervigilance with our kids. Here's an example of another prep talk before going into a grocery store. 
We're going into the grocery store to get some blueberries and cereal. I need you to stay right next to my side and you can't touch anything. That means hands down. Remember, because of the virus, it's important that we keep our hands down to our sides while we're in the store and we only get close to the people in our family. Now, will prep talks work and make your kids behave perfectly every time? No, definitely not. I'm not making any promises there, but they will help. They'll help you frame and articulate your expectations, and they'll allow your kids the chance to practice listening and adjusting their behavior and their body and their language to the environment at hand. Remember, baby steps. I hope you found this episode useful. If you have, take a screenshot of yourself listening to it and post it up to your Instagram stories so I can reshare it. I'd love to hear from you there. As always, thank you so much for tuning in and leave a rating or review when you have a minute. That helps the show to reach more people. I appreciate you and happy holidays.